is to invite uh, an inspiration to us all, the founder of Spotify, Daniel Ek. Welcome, Daniel. And thank you very much for coming here and joining us uh, today at Syme. Of course. Uh, what I would like to start out with, with, with understanding is sort of what is your, what is your biggest passion? Is that sort of music or product or technology or building companies or sort of what's, what's the starting point for your creativity? Um, it's actually both. So um, what many people probably don't know is I, I started out really, um, I got handed a guitar when I was four and I got my first computer when I was five. And what I realized working in technology and sort of eventually ended up selling companies and almost going bust and all that was that um, I was really truly passionate about both music and technology, which is why I ended up starting Spotify mm -hmm. to, uh, to combine the both. And, and sort of when, when, you, when you look at product, what are some of the, the sort of the, the, the things that are the secret sauce? Because a lot of people speak about great products. You developed a great product and it keeps on evolving all the time. There must be so many technology hurdles that you somehow have overcome. How do you, how do you get that to work? Um, well, firstly, you need great people uh, that are able to take um, hard technical challenges and produce them into something that's actually easy to use. Mm. Um, and that means great designers, great engineers, um, great product managers, etc., etc. But um, I think more so than anything else, I, I, I think it's about asking yourself what problem you're working on and what the shortest point between point A and point B really is in order to solve that problem. And I think a lot of people sort of get confused in the technology space because they, they sort of talk about feature X and feature Y um, and sort of be on feature parity with someone else. But it really doesn't matter. You need to just understand your consumer and understand what problems you're solving for them um, and I think that's probably the hardest thing at all, because it also means what to sort of choose what problems you're not going to solve for them. So that's an interesting takeaway. Don't think about the feature. Think about the problem and keep the problem you're solving in mind. Uh, it would be interesting to, to, to hear when you knew that you were onto something. Did you know it from the beginning? Or I was at the Spotify office with uh, Martin Lorenzon. I think you were there too. And I saw one of the early versions. And I came from Boxman back then. And I'd build that. And I said, you're going to talk to the music industry about yeah. this? Good luck. Nice product. I got to give it to you, but this is not going to fly. That was my thought. Whereas you just forged ahead and convinced everyone. Did yeah. you know that you would do that? Or um, no, <laughs> I didn't. Um, actually, you know, I, I think one of my best traits and probably worst traits in one is that I'm a pretty naive person. <laughs> uh, so I end up going from, you know, quite often asking myself like, oh, well, this should be pretty easy. Um, and that's actually my assumption about the music industry, too. I, I didn't even know that you needed to go to record labels and ask them for permission to do what we were doing. Um, instead, um, you know, we, <laughs> we, we, we kind of started from the other end and just sort of said, what, what would the ideal product be in order to solve the sort of market need? And uh, that's where we started. And, and I think... Uh, sort of lucky in hindsight that we were that naive and actually just focused on solving the problem rather than seeing, um, you know, all the hurdles 
of how to get there. But you didn't build a PowerPoint, you built a fantastic system. You spent, how many years was it? Two years or something? Um, it took us two and a half yeah. years. And lots of money, of your own money, to, to, to get to the point. Yeah, sure. Um, and it was tough. It was incredibly tough. But I think, again, um, we just had this conviction uh, that once we started building the first prototype, um, and we started really, really simply. I mean, the, the, the original vision of Spotify was, you know, we, we looked at piracy and we said, it's pretty obvious why piracy is winning here, because it's a much better product than the one you can buy. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, if you have a free product, that in this case illegal, uh, that's five or ten times better than the one you actually purchase, a lot of people are going to choose that option. So we thought to ourselves, what, what, what would the ideal product be like? And we said, well, it's kind of like having iTunes, but all the world's music in it. Um, and that's the vision that we started Spotify with. Um, and that's the product we built. And it was actually not too hard to build the prototype for it. It took us about two, three months. So we could already sort of validate the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we sort of took it from there and just iterated and made it better and better and better. And then you sort of had to apply, okay, well, how does that mean? How are we going to pay record labels? Uh, how's that going to work? And obviously, sort of to begin with, I didn't even know what we needed to do in order I to solve I remember with, with Boxman, when we were going to sell CDs online, they sent us an angry mail saying that you had, we had to buy the pictures of all the albums uh, because we didn't own the pictures. And then we had to pay them as if we were a radio station as somebody clicked on the song, yeah. and we said that in the future everything is going to be digital, and then they said Arrivederci, and then you know, it took yeah. six yeah. months before we could call them again. Yeah. Um, well, but it was sort of the same What do you think made process. you successful on that? Was it because they were terrified at that point in time, or because, you know? Um, I, I think there was a lot of things that happened once. So first, um, around the time you built Boxman was the height of the music industry, yeah, yeah. and at the time when we entered it with Spotify was the low point of yeah. the music industry. So that was definitely one thing. Uh, but the other thing is, um, you know, it, it's just sheer perseverance in the sense that we we just ended up, and I, I remember it actually fondly now, but less fondly then. Um, I, I started Spotify and I had hair, and now I don't. So that's <laughs> sort of a direct consequence uh, from dealing with, uh, you know, those two and a half years. Uh, so dot com crash i got gray in 6 months so you know yeah well it's the battle scars <laughs> battle scars of building companies um, but 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 then then uh, it caught fire here in sweden and uh, then i remember everybody spoke yeah but can they monetize and then boom the telecom deals came into play and everybody started paying for spotify and the record companies all over the world started looking at the swedish market uh, now you're also moving in big time in, in, in the US. Could you tell us a little bit about that? What's the difference between sort of in your home turf uh, in a small market or taking on the US market with all the sort of the, the, the mighty rights holders there as well? Yeah, well, uh, it took us another two years to add US on top of it. So that was um, a whole different hurdle. And, you know, I think once again, we sort of underestimated how hard it would be. Um, instead, we thought, well, we managed to do this in Europe, so I'm sure it should be pretty easy to yeah. do it in the U.S. too. Um, and <laughs> we were wrong. So that was another part of me losing my hair. Um, but what, what ended up happening, I think, um, is during that process, it also meant that we, I ended up going a lot more to the States. Mm. So I ended up going, um, I probably on average now, travel about 15, 16 times a year mm -hmm. to the States. 
But you started hanging out with the likes of Sean Parker and, and Mark Zuckerberg and so forth. How did that happen? Were they fans um, of the product or you were sort yeah, of... Yeah, they were fans of the product. It really started from that end. And uh, um, I got an email one day from, from Sean sort of saying that he really loved the product and he wanted to meet up. So we ended up meeting up and uh, he later introduced me to Mark Zuckerberg. And we ended up hanging out, which later became the sort of Spotify, Facebook collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think what we've learned by the US market, and I think a lot of people, uh, as much as we say those crazy, stupid Americans that come over here and assume everything's like the US, mm -hmm. Uh, we do the same about the U.S. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we, we, we quite often see New York or we see L.A. and we're like, okay, well, I got a pretty good grasp about, about what U.S. is. But once you start, you know, um, visiting some other parts of the U.S., uh, I've, I was recently in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, it's, it's a pretty remarkable place because once you sort of fly in, all you can see is yellow things and, and you don't really know why it's yellow until you land and you re realize that it's actually just huge cornfields all over the place. And it's even on an airplane, you can only see corn. Um, so you start realizing that there are places like that um, around the US with, with a very different mentality. Where people are called things like Billy Joe, Jim, Bob. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and worse things too. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, um, it, it's, it's a very diverse society, much like Europe is diverse. Um, they just have the same language and the same currency, but other than that, um, it's just very different. And that took a lot of time, and it's still something that we're adjusting to, um, I think, in terms of conquering the U.S. Could you disclose a little bit of, of some of the things that, that are happening in the U.S.? Um, How's it going? Well, it, we're, we're doing super well um, to begin with. Uh, we're, you know, uh, we, we launched about a year ago, um, and back then we were the second biggest uh, revenue generator in Europe for all the labels after iTunes and we've now moved on and we're the second biggest in the world after iTunes again uh, which is great so it means that we're larger than Walmart and Amazon and you know all those others in selling music which is pretty remarkable um, so we're doing super well um, but with that said I think what we learned is that we have to approach it like really that there's many many markets uh, in the US and uh, tackling the Midwest or the South is something hugely different than tackling New York. Um, so, yeah. But you're also redefining music listening. I mean, at, at first I, got, I had an abundance problem with Spotify. First I was like super happy, and then I had like, whoa, what, what, do I, what, what music do I like? What am I going to listen to? And it sort of turned to be the same 12 songs or something that I put in the playlist. And then after a while it started becoming social and it started becoming discovery based. So it was like being friends with a DJ and getting a DJ tape back in sort of, yeah. you know, very long time ago. Where do you think music, the music experience will go from there? Or maybe you know it because you're developing it and you just haven't released it. It's well, social now, you added that. It's mobile, you added that as well. What's, is there another dimension that we will have? Well, th there's a couple of different things um, that's, that's sort of like happening. So, so the first major trend that we have is that there are more and more connected devices. Mm. Um, I'm wearing this bracelet. That's a connected device. Oh, Most really? people don't know that. No, I'm wearing this one. It's fuck cancer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of the same <laughs> thing. Uh, but it, so what can it do? Um, well, this thing actually monitors my pulse and uh, how many steps I walk today and, you know, other things like that. So it sort of keeps me 
it's supposed to keep me in shape. It doesn't do that very well, of course, but... Um, no, but it's an early version. It's still yeah, very good. Yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to inject like <laughs> some, some things. I have so that electric shocks or something so that I can have to run. Um, but it's... Um, so more and more connected devices. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'd be surprised the sort of speakers uh, that I think is going to come out in the next sort of six to 12 months. I've even seen a light bulb that's actually a speaker. Oh, really? um, so um, you're going to have more and more connected devices, which of course means in our case that there will be more music in more places, mm -hmm. which is great. And the other problem, um, and I really like to phrase it as a problem to sort of keep the definition is, okay, well, you know, the problem of abundance. So we now have, um, you know, more than 15 million songs, and we keep adding 10 to 20,000 new songs a day to the service. So if you have all of those songs, how do you then know what to listen to? Mm -hmm. So the biggest problem that, that we have uh, from our users is we hear all the time that Spotify is great when I know what I want to listen to. But Spotify is not great when I just don't know. So it's pretty clear then that the problem is how do we help people navigate through that? One part is definitely social, but what other kind of things can we do to make it sort of easier and more curated and more personal to me? Because, you know, people back in the 70s or 80s, they were really into punk rock or really into reggae or really into one particular music style. But folks today, they listen to all sorts of music. Mm. Uh, they listen to more music now than ever before. Mm. So how do we then like, actually take it that into account to not just suggest hip-hop? Because it's very unlikely that you're just into hip-hop. Mm. You might be into hip-hop and then Skrillex and then you know, something else on top of that, or country music. So there's all those things that we have to take into account in order to sort of make something that's personalized for you. Mm. Um, and, and, and that, I think, is you know, the biggest problem and a problem that's never really been solved properly on the internet mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. We have had uh, so Anton, who's heading up innovation for, for uh, Electrolux, he's been here, and he's saying that maybe Electrolux will be an app store in the future, and other people will say, fridge, now with Spotify Premium, yeah. uh, or there will be 10 other things on top of that. Do you think that that's, or maybe a car, you buy a car and you have like 50 different things you can add, none of them are leather seats, all of them are like bits and bytes. Yeah. Do, you, do you see that happening? Or do you see that you're gonna be included in a lot of items and gadgets and things like that? Yeah, um, I, as I said, I think we're going towards a society where, where it's gonna be more and more connected and mm. where uh, you're gonna see a platformization of things. Mm. Like, um, you know, Samsung for instance, they're talking about smart TV. Mm. What it really is as a concept is it's it adds the possibility of apps. Mm. So now all of a sudden, if I'm doing Skype calls at home, um, I have a video camera on my TV. So I'm actually like Skyping with people over my TV. Mm. It works surprisingly well. Mm -hmm. And I think we're just sort of seeing the be beginning of that. And it will sort of, you know, obviously have a few iterations before it's really there for the, sort of the mass market. but. But it's pretty clear that the TV, at least, will be connected. Uh, stereos through Sonos and others are already connected. Um, so it's definitely a trend. And cars uh, will probably take some more time because there's longer cycles in renewals. 
but it's happening. Mm. Are, you, are you seeing yourself moving into TV or film or...? Um, we'd like to think that, you know, there's half a billion people that listen to music. Um, so we're trying to get all of those on, <laughs> onto yeah. listening to Spotify. That's our primary goal, really. So what, what is, how has it changed your life to go from sort of a, a st struggling uh, engineer trying to build a product that nobody believes in to being sort of the internet rock star? Uh, you know, how's that, how's that impact the way you, you sort of, you dream, you dream even bigger now, or do you, do you sort of, how does, how does that uh, change impact you? Well, um, I don't know, by the way, whether I agree with the characterization, but um, I, I think... The first one or the second part? Uh, <laughs> no, but you're, you're definitely, I mean, I'm a Swede, I'm traveling around, and as soon as I land somewhere, people speak about you and about Spotify anywhere in the world, and I think that's extremely inspiring. And it's really cool. It's like uh, if you're a tennis player and there's a Bjorn Borg winning Wimbledon. That's, that's something that gives a lot to all of us. But, but I just wanted to, to sort of on a personal note how that's changed your, your way of looking at your business or yeah. at yourself maybe. Well, well, the greatest part for me personally is that it means that I have the ability to meet uh, what I think is some of the smartest people in the world. And I get to learn from them mm -hmm. because they're interested in getting my perspective too. Um, and... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable to be able to sit and talk about world problems with Bono or, or, or um, you know, learn from Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos or, or any one of those. Um, so, so I guess if, if anything, what's changed is um, I think I have now probably one of the best learning platforms uh, on the face of this planet just by courtesy of, of knowing some of the people that I do know. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's remarkable, but I also think, you know, long term, it, it, it just means what I've learned from all, all of that is stay focused. Um, you know, don't, what, what, what often happens is you sort of forget yourself in all of this and you start thinking that the society's anticipations of what you're supposed to do is what matters instead of sort of the early core things that you started doing. It, it, it's actually, it sounds sort of almost naive, but you know, if you do focus on building the best possible product you can make, mm. um, you're gonna, it's gonna take you pretty far. Mm. But don't lose track of that. Mm. Don't lose track of, you know, that the business that comes off it, if you're an internet company, is really just the basis of your product. Mm. So keep improving that and keep mm. making it better and keep fo being focused on solving problems for your customers and everything else sort of follows from there. So, uh, thank you very much for coming here and sharing. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks.